last week of Stephen King month here with a story about Big Big Dog. Let's get into it, guys. Thanks for joining. Okay. Show me. scare the hell out of you. Don't hurt me. I'm gonna hurt you. Stay away from me. Wendy. Stay away. Darling, light of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> Stay away from me. And we're zooming. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, last episode of King Month. Once again, you're on another episode. I'm on another episode. Look at that. They you might, might be back. They might be in a row. <laughs> and we well, might continue this trend where yeah, I show I mean, back still, up like, for my it's podcast. It's good to have you around. It's nice to be around. Yeah, yeah. It it's, is still very much your podcast. It is funny that I've... I, I oh. consider you a co-owner and a co-founder. Wonderful. <laughs> you were also, by the way, CEO of the Gitsy Corporation. So, oh. Yeah. We signed a paperwork at a Steak and Shake years ago. You still have that? I do. Wow. I kept it. So it's a it's a binding contract that you are the CEO. Very interesting. You you forget a lot of things, but you keep a lot of things. I keep a lot of things. <laughs> There's a reason. Very yeah. bizarre. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it would be nice to do more episodes, and I have been traveling around a lot, which has given me the opportunity to get caught up on a lot of the other episodes that uh, you have going with some friends. Yeah, how has been for you? It was great. I literally uh, listened to you and Epion talk while I was driving for a couple days, and it made me be like, oh, I'm hanging out with my friends. And then no. like when I wa- listened to everything, I was like, oh, man, like I, I want to hang out with my friends again. <laughs> I I mean I look to your uh, criticisms mm-hmm. or praise for the episodes over anybody else's. Oh, thanks. Because no. you're co-founder and, and co-CEO right. here. Yeah, <laughs> I really um, I've really enjoyed the last pu- last couple episodes with you and Epion, and I think that they've have really been a um, a really um, expression of your feelings and other other things besides. Yeah, he's um, yeah movies or monsters and it's been a little bit more of a lot of mayhem but also i think it, it's relatable for a lot of we're people. getting back to the monsters don't worry i'm not worried <laughs> but it, it was and i you know i know that um epi and i was talking about there will be a rocky horror yes themed episode at yeah. some point but it was you know hearing and and you and i have talked about this before too of like 
hearing your friends' stories and learning people's stories is yeah. a huge important thing. It's, and that's what's really enjoyable about these podcasts is that, you know, one, not only do we get to dis- describe and discuss and banter on about the movies that you like. The and ones bullshit I, about. And the ones I made you watch. <laughs> yeah. But, but, Which are our best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, you know, getting to know the people behind it a little bit better, too. Yeah. It's nice. And especially yeah. with that beyond having... You guys having your M3, M5s yeah. going on. And your other guests that come through, they're they're fun and interesting and hearing Craig's take on things. And um, That was the fun thing, was that Craig was like, hey, you want to get tickets to this Barbarian film? And yeah. I was like, let's do it, Craig. And he was, he's just a, he's a soft boy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so as he walked out, just stunned and bewildered as to what he saw in this movie, yeah. I was just cackling, laughing the whole time. Yeah. I have never been happier with a movie. Oh my gosh, okay. I was smiling ear to ear. I'm running to go see this. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like a thing that I learned, like, after my dad passed, was I only knew him for 30 years. Right. He had a whole life ahead of me that I know nothing about. Yeah. And, like, to have the stories is is the important part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I know, which makes me glad that I have friends like you and, you know, people like Tom that can remember yeah. all my stories. Because yeah. <laughs> every day is a, a reboot. Every day is a reboot. Really, like, a few hours. Honestly, sometimes Gitsy does need a recap the next day <laughs> of conversations. Which and- makes it sound like you're either just, like just like blazed out of your mind or, or drunk off your ass and you're really not no i'm not i mean you just kind of wash your hands of a lot of situations so, and, just, and sometimes you know i've i've have been drinking but it but that's not necessarily the full issue that's being caused here i, th- I think it's a lot of split personality issues and uh i'd like to say it was the cancer where this was a problem before the cancer made the <laughs> issue worse sure sure yeah for sure but um, it, it happened before there's no easy seg- How do we get into this? We always well, do this. Yeah, we always... Well, <laughs> well talking about me being on more episodes... Um, yeah. You know, this and, and this it, one we've had planned for oh, months. months now. Months, yeah. Um, and it is funny, too, when Epion always talks about, like, where in the world is Gitsy, you know, yeah, which is yeah. a funny ongoing joke. But, um, yeah, I just got back from driving across, like, a two-week, two-and-a-half-week road trip driving yeah. across the country. I, drove, I got a handful of pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I drove I drove down to uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, spent a week there, and then drove 33 hours and two-and-a-half days to get to Burning Man at, um, in Nevada, <laughs> That's like um, my my Halloween trip I did last year, yeah. where I drove all the way to Jersey and Pennsylvania and and did all of that shit in two days. Yeah, <laughs> I I left Alabama Thursday at five, and I got to Black Rock City, Nevada, at four thirty a.m. on Sunday. Saturday, I watched the sunrise in New Mexico. Mm. I saw it set set, or I saw it set. Thanks in um. Nevada, and then I saw it rise again, and then I was in my car for 24 hours. I literally yeah. didn't, besides getting gas, but I but I saw a lot of cool things on US 95 in Nevada. I got, um, one, just a bunch of cool old buildings that are abandoned, but then, like, graffitied, oh. and it was just, like, I wish I had time to stop and take photos. All the cool alien stuff. Well, and then I drove I drove past the Clown Motel. Yes. It's, it's a pretty yeah. famous, um... 
ghost hunter spot. Yeah. I'd also like not only would I not want to stay there because of clowns, that just <laughs> yes. looked like or ghost. That looked like the most disgusting hotel ever, and mm. I couldn't believe that there were actually a lot of people there. I've stayed in weirder places. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I have some horror stories. Right. But then, um, and and then I drove through uh, Area Fifty One. Yeah. And I was a little confused because I'm like, I'm not in New Mexico, like Roswell. I was getting Roswell and Area yeah. Fifty One yeah, yeah, mixed yeah, yeah. up, and also like I had, I was like, I was trying to get to Fernley, Nevada by 10. So I was like quickly doing things, but I got, to, I, I got to go into the gift shop and I did not get my smashed penny or any postcards. I feel like I fucked up. <laughs> but <laughs> I did, okay. but I did see the bar that is pretty popular, but it wasn't open. Oh. But, um, but yeah, I drove through area 51, which was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I assume there's like not really anything to see. No, but it's been on my bucket list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I did see the alien brothel. Also, oh. a shit ton of creepy looking brothels in the middle of nowhere in Nevada. Yeah, that tracks. I, it's because they're legal there. It's gross. It's the oldest profession. It is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, but I um, then I spent a week out in uh, Black Rock City for Burning Man, which was a pretty fun and interesting experience. Me, per- one, happy for you. Thanks. Glad you're back in the desert. Yeah. The trip, that sounds great. That thing at the end? No, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty it was pretty dusty this year, but I gotta do a lot of things. It was called Waking Dreams and so I spent a lot of time going and making art and um, listening to a lot of good music and honestly I spent a lot of time alone, which was odd oh, for being in a city of I love 90- doing that. Yeah, but it was like a, a city that pops out of nowhere with ninety thousand people yeah. and literally I spent a lot of time alone. Yeah. But I did play a roller derby bout while I was out there. Oh. Uh, technically I get to only play is for Black Rock City now. <laughs> okay. And it was it was a lot of fun. Um I was really curious on what this body would feel like playing derby. You are terrible at retiring. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But also everyone I skated with is pretty retired. And so um, it was more probably like, it was like an exhibition bout and it was more like what roller derby in the nineties was like when Mm. we had like penalty wheels and girls were having like fake fights. We actually had a fake fight breakout and then someone in the stands thought it was real and then ripped one girl off in a very aggressive way. Uh, we ended up having a, um, a nine-year-old uh, junior derby skater with us who skates for Gotham, New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and she was she was nine, and she, uh, whenever she would jam, like, we obviously did not hit her. Uh, but I would have no. put her right in the ground. No, she got lead, <laughs> and then the last, she was on the other Iron team. sharpens iron. <laughs> That's how you get better. Uh, on the last jam, she was on the other team, and I went up and talked to her, and I was like, I'm going to go rogue. So I went rogue, and I smashed through all my teammates and then whipped her forward, so she got a lead. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it was it was a pretty fun, good time, and um, I, I did really well. I got lead fun. jammer quite a bit, which you know I love. Yeah. I, I love the attention. You? Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. I actually yeah. wanted today on the uh, social media websites, uh, I finally saw, because I, I was skating, yeah. and um, I went alone, so no, I didn't have a lot of friends to take photos of me out there, so I finally saw my no first- No Klubins. No Klubins. <laughs> yeah. My, two of my personal photographers that I spend time with were not with me. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was it, that was a good time, but then I packed up and left Sunday morning after the man burn- 
And on Sunday, we burned the temple, and I put a bunch of shit in there. I got oh, I yeah? let a lot of things go. Huh. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Yeah. Emotionally, physically, I made some room for my life. Yeah, how's the storage going? No, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, it's I know. more emotional. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> more emotional. But then I drove, and then I drove, uh, I drove back, and I took Highway 80 home, so I went through Wyoming, Nebraska, and I got home Tuesday. Where where were you sleeping during your drives? Um, Just like rando hotels? On the way home, I actually got hotels. On yeah. the way out, I slept in my car one night in Louisiana. Yeah. And I, I kind of packed it so I could like snuggle and hide in my trunk and right, take naps. Right, right. And then the second night, I was driving through um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh. And my one of my best friends, she's a river raft guide. And so through the summer, she spends like seven days on the river three days off nine days on and i called her and she luckily was off the river for a day yeah. and so we talked on the phone because i'm in the car for fucking hours right so we got caught up and i told her i was driving through um, albuquerque and she was like well why don't you just go stay at my parents house oh. and her parents were actually visiting her brother in so northern had a house in northern idaho so we <laughs> stayed at the house so wow. i thought like before before i went to the desert i got a i got i took two showers Nice. And then I stayed in her old childhood bedroom, and I snuck around the house and looked at her and her siblings' baby and they photos. Ate all the food. They didn't have much, but yeah. And they told me, you know, I opened that fridge. Yeah, of course. If I am in your house, <laughs> I will open the it's fridge. It's the first thing you do. It is one of the first things I do. Yeah. If you allow me in your house, I'm opening that fucking fridge. Yeah. I need to know what you have. I uh, I if, usually just sleep at rest stops. I, that's what I do do sometimes. But yeah. coming home, I was like, I want a bed. I want a shower. I've been in the dust for a week. Yeah, and you were also probably like, well, this didn't cost nearly as much as I thought it was going to, and you got paid for some tickets. So you're like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get up. Yeah, well, yeah, and coming back, and I got good deals. I stayed in Park City, and then I stayed, uh, I actually have no idea what the second night where I stayed, because I was like... Oh, yeah, I've I've had many a times like that. Yeah, and then I I did 10-hour days in the car, and I got home. Driving out to Baltimore, and then I'm like, I'm feeling tired, and then I pull into a rest stop, and I go to bed, and then I wake up, and I'm like... I'm on a mountain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I take a lot of naps and rest stops. And, yeah. Uh, this is actually, that was actually the first time that I have ever done that long of a road trip alone. Yeah. I've uh, not done 30 plus. Yeah. Because it was 33 from Alabama. It was yeah. 11, then 33. I, I pretty much just drove the most awkward way to get around the country. <laughs> Yeah. And then... Spent, In your head, you're like, it's on the way. It's all right. Yes, it <laughs> I did not look at a calendar and a map Yeah. when I planned what I was doing. Because I'm like, I like to drive. Right. And I don't plan ahead like that. <laughs> right. Which which uh, ties into today's film. It does tie into today's film. We're doing Cujo. Yeah, which is all about being in a, in a hot car. Being in a hot car. Yeah. Now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Stephen King's chilling novel is now a movie. Cujo, directed by Louis Teague, rated R, starts Friday at a theater near you. Uh, Yet another King story to weaponize isolation. 
much like The Mist or The Raft or even The Shining. It's a simple story to plot crunch. A mom and her son are stranded in a broken down car during a hot summer day as a giant crazed rabid dog keeps them in the car. Cujo was named after the kidnapper kidnapper of Patty Hearst. Okay. Do you have this in your little info there? Because the whole time I was like, what a weird fucking name. Yeah. Cujo. Who would think to name a dog that? Yeah. So then I literally Googled where did the name Cujo come from? Yeah. He was named after the kidnapper of Patty Hearst, which was William Randolph Hearst's granddaughter. Willie Wolf was the guy's actual name, but his, like, alias was Kajo. Okay. But I guess people, like when it was dictated to the press, they wrote it as Cujo. Okay. Kajo. K-A-H-J-O-E. I did read through that, but I didn't put yeah. it in my notes. Yeah. What's your what's your what's your dang history with Cujo? Well, uh, last winter I read it or I listened to it on Hoopla, and then which is one of the reasons why I picked to be this yes. episode because yes. I actually have read the book. Anyone of note read that one or anything? No, no, nah, no. But it, some, it was yeah, some, yeah. It was good. Um, no but, sissy space. I <laughs> no sissy. <space>, yeah. <laughs> But I don't, I didn't, I didn't mind the book. It was good. It was probably one of the, I haven't read a lot of King. So, yeah. you know, it was the yeah. first book that I really like finished all the way through for him. I don't like how he describes people drinking milk in his books. And it comes up multiple times in this fucking book. Yeah. And it's crazy because they talk about how hot it is. And then constantly people will come in and drink milk and it's gross. And then even when they get later on, spoiler, it's they main, get. It's that main milk too. Later on, spoiler, <laughs> when they get stuck in the car. All she has is milk. They don't uh, have water. Yeah. Uh, st- well, th- I mean, that's that's like its own horror built being, into yeah, it. Yeah, being stuck know? in a pinto with only milk <laughs> while it's hot and a rabid yes. dog. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Mm. And actually, Dee Dee Wallace has a lot of things coming up in 2020. Or, oh, well, 2023 is coming up. Yeah. But in 2020, she had a lot of movies coming out. And, like, Dee Dee Wallace is, like, the mom in E.T. Is this one of those things where you're making up a name? No. So her name's Dee Wallace. D. Oh. <laughs> For some reason, I want her to be Dee Dee. I know you do. Dee Wallace. My you, apologies. You, you like to pick people's name and then rename them, and you're like, that's their name now. That's their name. <laughs> yep. Michael does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about Dee Wallace for a minute. Yeah, she's kind of our, like, iconic horror movie mother. Pretty much. She's the mom in E.T., which I literally just saw E.T. for the very first time two weeks ago. Yeah. In the theater. Yeah, they were showing it at the AMC. On I didn't the IMAX. think I, I didn't realize that you had never seen it. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like a very saccharine kind of movie. What did you think about it? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. I did eat Reese's Pieces. Perfect. That was my <laughs> next question. Yes. I used to have a little E.T. doll. And yeah. He was like a little plushy, but his skin was like Ugh. a fake I hate leather. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. He was creepy. I thought he was ugly and I hated him and I didn't mind when he died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, D. Wallace is great in it. Drew Barrymore is great in it. Yeah. Uh, Henry Thomas mm-hmm. as Elliot is great in it. Um, but yeah, she's also in The Howling. Mm-hmm. She had an interesting career. She actually started as a high school drama teacher. Okay. And then eventually, like, found her way into low-budget horror films. Like, she was in The Hills Have Eyes in mm-hmm. the early 70s. One of, that's one of my least favorite films. Actually, Inbreds is my least favorite scary thing out there. Yes. Because they're real. And they would gladly just casually drink hot milk. Yes. <laughs> you know this. You know they do. Yeah. Straight from the goat. Oh, uh, oh, they're doing goats, too? They don't even got cows out there? That makes sense, because of the hills. The hills. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and later in her her career, she's become, like, a 
self-help guru public speaker. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, she go. still does movies every now and then, but... Um, I've listened to that. I'd go I've met listen. her a few times. Oh, cool. She's uh, she is as uh, warm and wonderful as a person as you would think she is. She is... She's great. Um, not your, like, typical... Because she gets put in horror movies a lot, but she's not your typical, like, scream queen. No. You know? Yeah. But she... But... Because she's usually, like, the mom. Yeah. Or another character that has yeah. to be experiencing these things. Right. I think if only, like, because she's so warm, her vulnerability makes her good. Right. In horror movies. Yeah. What were you going to say about her in 2020? You got any notes? Any notes? No, I, no uh, she, in 2021, she was in 13 Fanboy. Did you see that? No. Oh, okay. No. Some of my favorites from her, uh, Lords of Salem and The Frighteners. Oh, nice. Frighteners is really good. Mm-hmm. Also, I got a little bit about Chris Stone okay. in this film. Chris, I play, think, plays Steve in the movie. Um, he was like a big TV player for a chunk of his career doing guests on every TV show in the 70s. And then he met and married Dee in 1980. They did a few projects together. Cujo, The Howling. They did a Lassie TV series together. But he passed away in 95 from a heart attack. The age Lassie and Cujo are kind of similar. 55. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not very old. No, he's really young. And she never remarried. Hmm. It's really weird. She had a kid with them. Her kid's like an actress now, too. I can only imagine, because I saw I saw a D. Wallace double feature at the Mahoning. Okay. For Halloween last year. And she was there. And it was Cujo and the Howling. So I've literally seen Cujo like three times this year. <laughs> um... But, and both of those have her husband, who's now passed away, so I, like, I can only imagine what kind of emotions right. you have to feel watching right. those movies. I don't know, for a while it was, like, anger, and now it's, I don't know. It's probably just nice to, like, have just those memories on screen, yeah. you know? It's interesting. Um, I mean, I I went into, because, like, I've fucking seen Cujo and the Howling a million times, right. and the Mahoney's really cool. Their their snack bar mm-hmm. has just a wall of VHS that you can shop from. It's like, I don't know, I was kind of like, yeah, I've seen this. So I just went in during the movie because there's usually no people in there. Right. And like was, you know, shopping for VHS and looked over and D. Wallace is standing in the, the projection booth just like watching the movie through the projection booth. Cool. It was really nice. Yeah. Nice. Louis Teague, the director, came out of the Roger Corman camp of uh, New World Pictures editing and assistant directing for a bunch of crap, eventually moving on to his own projects, Cat's Eye, which is also a Stephen King adaptation, and he did Jewel of the Nile. Okay. You know that movie? No. The sequel to Romancing the Stone? No. No, it's a Michael Douglas picture. Kind of like a Indiana Jones cash grab. Okay. Yeah. Worth noting, uh, John DeBont was the cinematographer for Cujo, and he went on to shoot Die Hard, and he also directed Speed and Twister. Oh, nice. And I know you love you some Twister. I love Twister. <laughs> I love Twister. We just watched it at the bar the other day. Thanks. I watched it the other day, too. Yeah. It definitely um, always gives me a nightmare. Yeah? Yeah. I just had this reoccurring nightmare where the Twister's coming, so we have to get in the pool, but we pull the pool cover over, like, not a plastic one. That doesn't but it's, sound safe at it all. It doesn't. That but, sounds really unsafe. And then, and then the, everything gets... <laughs> You know, who's who's making this plan? Is it your mother? No, I don't it know. It sounds like me. she would not it's be just making constantly, that plan. Constantly, I'm always in the bottom of this pool. You don't even do you even have a pool? No, <laughs> no. 
and then and then the tornado comes through and everything in the barn comes flying around it and like it is it's it's a it's a I don't like when that dream comes up. I'm always Where's Tess dreams? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about Tess on your dreams. Oh, I'm always worried about Tess. Actually <laughs> actually when I first moved back to Indiana to go through chemo treatment one of the first, I just started a chemo, and that <clears throat> week we had a tornado come through. Oh, yeah. And we actually had to get in the cellar, and I, like, made my oh, yeah. test in the cellar with me. Yeah. But, Good old test. Mm-hmm. Anywho. <laughs> um, what, what else we got? We got any other, any pre-stuff, or are we just ready to get into this I think we're ready thing? to get into it. Okay, we're talking, we're talking Cujo 1982. Yep. Louis Teague. This plot comes to you written from my bed because i'm not predictable (laughs) no bathtub this time all bedtime uh we open with the the ever lovable cujo chasing a rabbit down to a hole and he's bitten by a bat he gets rabies there i just love this dang cujo i want to boop his snoot so bad yeah but he's a good boy (laughs) yeah um King has admitted several times that he doesn't remember writing Cujo because he was such an alcoholic at yeah, the time. Yeah. And he doesn't even remember writing it. Um, Which is weird. He, he just pulled the name Cujo out of his ass then. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then um, he got the idea when he was visiting his mechanic to get his motorcycle fixed. Oh, And yeah. um, the mechanic's dog was big, gnarly looking dog. So that's where he got the idea oh. for it. That's interesting. Yeah, and then also, like, and we can talk about, um, especially later on. when. Um, yeah, because I've never read this book, too. Yeah. So you, you've um, got info on that. They use five different St. Bernards. And, like, and a, stunt suits, Yeah, too. one mechanical head and a guy in a dog costume, too. Have you seen the pictures of the guy in the dog no. costume? They're wonderful. Okay, yeah, I'll show I'll you have to pictures. check it out, yeah. Next we see young young Tad doing doing the the classic lights off dash mm-hmm. lunging to the bed right narrowly escaping there. the monster under uh-huh. under the bed but you know there's a monster always in the closet right that's always good and also in the closet too there is a tiny saint bernard oh is there stuffed animal. oh that's great yeah and so and then and in the book it comes back to that monster quite a bit mm. because as cujo gets sicker and sicker yeah the monster in the closet gets louder and worse so that's what there's a there's a supernatural like tether between tad and cujo weird so the monster that tad is scared of in the closet is actually cujo yeah getting more and more that's bizarre with the rabies yeah so they don't don't really touch on that too much no i mean it's better to ground it right but but in the book because he has they're big books Right. Well, Cujo's smaller. It's smaller, but yeah, yeah but there's always a lot of detail about right, it. But yeah, right. so that was they they're tethered together. Tad and Cujo are tethered together. Huh. Interesting. Which which relates to how it ends differently in the book than in the movie. But yeah, we'll, I knew we'll it save that for ends different, but yeah. I can't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the next morning over breakfast, we see the whole family. We meet their friend Steve, played by Chris Stone, which was Dee Wallace's husband. In the story, though, her husband Vic. Wants to have another kid, but Donna's been having an affair with Steve. The whole plot is, like, front-loaded, and then we get stuck in a car. Yeah. And then there's, like, kind of nothing after the car. <laughs> so we gotta get through all this uh, right. all this melodrama up front here. On top of their marital woes, the family car is acting up, so they take it to the camber place, mm-hmm. which is, like, a mechanic 
out in the middle of nowhere. It's just the drunk who's a mechanic, and yeah. what we learned. We all know that guy. Yeah, we all know that guy. And <laughs> yeah. then what we learned, too, about their... He obviously beats his wife and child, and yeah. so we see that they don't have a great home life, and his best friend, who lives down the street, is just... His drinking buddy. His drinking trash buddy. Yeah. I mean... They also, in the book, drink hot milk. You hate those hot milk. They do. It bothers me. I I mean, I think King, or at least, I don't know how close the story is to the book, but it it does a great job of, like, front-loading, like, here's all the pins Mm -hmm. to set up her being stuck in this car for days. Yeah. So it's like, here's this shitty family out in the middle of nowhere. Hot summer day. Yeah. Dog gets rabies. People die. Yeah. The male gets misdirected well, at some because, point. Well, because, so, yeah, so... Like, everything they do is just, like, seclude her. Yeah. Seclude her kind of thing. I mean, it's it's good, like, script writing. Mm-hmm. So where are we at here? Oh, local mechanic. Yeah, yeah, So Donna's life is starting to look up. Um, she goes to break things off with Steve, but Vic happens to drive by and sees... Catches them. That they're... Yeah, yeah. and he's... Steve's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, and in the arguing. middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. And, and what does she call him? The town. Oh, what is he? He's just like the town. Stud. No. She calls him like the stud or something. No, he in like in the book he's a he's just a drifter and oh, he lives okay. in his van and he just he fixes things to like, yeah yeah just kind of get it's by. Like a handyman. Yeah. Well, I mean, when she's like in his room, she's like, "I got this kid. I got, yeah. I got a great husband, and here I am with the town stud." Is what oh, she says. Yeah. That's not very studly. Maybe by seventies standards, you know. Yeah, I guess. Chest hair, big beard. Yeah. So then the husband starts to notice that something's up. Cujo's you know? getting worse. We keep yeah. cutting back to the dog. Yeah, the Cujo, and as his rabies get worse, he gets more and more frustrated by all the loud noise. Of course, yes. the owner is a, a mechanic. So like, and then what we find out too is that grinders. yeah, the mechanic's wife won the lottery. She yes. won five grand. Yeah. So she's gonna take this money and run from her husband. Yeah. But, but she she's not bu- really telling the son that. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so she buys, um, she buys this big piece of mechanical equipment for her husband. Yeah. And pretty much what it does is like it's just like it's like hush money. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like this will like, keep you distracted, so I can get out. Yeah. Of here. She's like, I bought you a gift. Now I want a gift. So she yeah. wants to go visit her sister. And in the book, they spend time at her sister's house, oh. and the kid realizes like how how young her mother actually is, but doesn't look it, and how because they're like twins, I think. Oh. And so she, and then I think he starts to realize how different their life actually is than what it should be. Gotcha. And so there's this, you see a lot more of like their struggle. How the, how the other half lives kind of thing. Well, yeah. And just like how, you know, he starts to realize that they've like ran away. Yeah. 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 But he's still worried about his dog the whole time. Right. So they, so then when the phone's ringing in the movie, that's the kid calling home oh. to check on Cujo. Yeah. You never see what, what. Who's calling? Right. But yeah. yeah, it's the kid calling home to check uh, on Cujo, and then they notice that no one's call, no one's answering. Right. Yeah. Steve's having a hard time letting go. He got attached, and he forces himself on Donna. Also, we we did we uh, Tad's dad. Yeah. Is uh, Vic. Vic? He works for a cereal company. Yeah, I didn't really even talk about the cereal company because there's nothing that happens in the movie. But really. yeah, yeah. So the cereal company uh, has been making the cereal that has a red dye in it, and then the and dye kids are taking shits, and it makes it look like they're or they bleeding. throw up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, throwing yeah. up, and they look like they're bleeding from the inside Hemorrhaging. out. So, um, which is it was like a big issue going on. I didn't understand if he was the maker of the cereal or if he was the guy behind the 
marketing he's, campaign. He's the marketing campaign yeah. where they had the scientists say, it's good, it can't hurt you. And then right. all these kids are going to the hospital because their parents think they're bleeding from the inside out. Right. They're shitting blood. Yeah. So he <laughs> had, so he's being pulled. That's how he, he's getting pulled away to go deal yes. with this. The CEOs are having a meeting. So he has to go in because they're about ready to lose a huge client. So he. Right. He, that's why he leaves, right, when he finds out that his wife is having yeah, an affair. Yeah, it's just another pin in the, like... Yeah, of, like, we why have to he's isolate not all these people. Yeah. And then on top of that, you get Steve, who's, like, almost rapes Don yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah. And, like, Tad and, and Vic walk in, and, mm-hmm. like, Vic knows what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it's really awkward, and it's all said through looks. There's yeah. not really any words that happen there. He just says yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. And she says yes, right? Yeah. Tensions are high, but, like, he has to leave town. Mm-hmm. And then we cut over to the, the Camber's place, and that's when they're packing up to yeah. leave. So they leave the same day, and since Mrs. Camber is leaving, she's called the mail and yes. asked them not to. Yeah. So she asked them to hold it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... And then, because his wife is leaving, Camber and his buddy have plans to go to the city and gamble and look at nudie films. Hell yeah! So they're <laughs> they're getting ready. They're going. They were that. So he's getting ready to leave. So he calls for Cujo. We can't find him. So he just pours out a bunch of food. And he's like, "Ah, just leave the dog for a couple right, of days." Right. But he leaves. Cujo shows up, kills his drinking buddy. Yeah. Cujo decides he snapped. He finally snapped. Yeah. And he kills his drinking buddy, bites him in the neck. Yeah. And then Camber goes down to pick his buddy up to go on their trip. And, and he gets bitten. And then, Everybody's getting bit in the neck. And he, then he dies. <laughs> and then his buddy doesn't have any friends, so no one's coming around to fucking check no, on no, him. No. His only friend is Camber. And beer. And oh, <laughs> beer, yeah. Yes. Yeah. My best friends. Yeah. Camber and, then, and Beer. And Vic has been calling home, but no one's answering. And then he hasn't been over worried about it. Well, he's worried, but he's anxious because he thinks his wife is out with... Having an affair. Having the affair. And, like, all these murders happen, like, just just five right, minutes almost, outside of Donna rolling up on her inner shitty Pinto with yeah, the kid. Yeah, and because she's in there for, like, three days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in there for, like, three days. So she rolls up in this Pinto that... Is having battery issues and is falling apart. Yeah. So, of course. Alternator. Yeah, the alternator. So, right when it, luckily for her, when it decides to die is when this rabid, baby dog. Yeah. You know. Tad's freaking out. Yeah. Donna remains calm. Cujo just fucking hates this car. All the, (laughs) right. She hates it. Yeah. And then, um, so they get trapped in the car and she had taken snacks. And in the book, it's fucking milk. Oh, my favorite snack. Hot milk. 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 <laughs> yeah. So they're stuck in this car. And then actually, uh, when filming this, it was actually cold outside. Yes. So they used to keep heaters in the car to keep them warm. Yeah. And then they had to turn them off. So even though it does look like they're super hot and sweaty, right. like they're actually cold. Would I mean, like, give it to Louis Teague? Because, like, it feels hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and but then, she got like hypothermia and like exhaustion mm-hmm. while filming it, and they had to like stop shooting for a few days. Yes, yeah, and she said too that she uh, after the filming, Dee went on to record saying that she hoped she'd never see another Pinto in her life. <laughs> well, good for her; they don't make them they don't anymore. make them anymore. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and then they're stuck in the car. Everyone's kind of calling around. No one's answering this phone that's ringing. It's making Cujo worse, and then he's just he's disintegrating you know and then so um, i'd still boot that snoot 
He's, <laughs> he's a cute boy. I mean, mostly because I just know that they put a bunch of makeup on him. Yeah. They put a bunch of goo on him. Actually, a couple times... I bet he's a great boy. Um, Actually, a couple times, <laughs> they're using Rottweilers because they couldn't get the... the yeah. Um, St. Bernard. St. Bernard to act so uh, vicious. And then what they were doing is they had the dog's favorite toys in the car. Oh, so that's yes. how they yeah. to attack the There's car. a shot. Uh-huh. Where you you get the shot inside the house and the phone's ringing, uh-huh. and then I think it pans up to the car and Cujo's attacking the car, yeah. and you can see someone in the window waving toys around. Yeah, it's when he's on top trying to get his head. In oh the, yeah, in the window. Yeah, yeah, so they're trying to get, and actually one of the dogs bit one of the trainer's nose. Oh no! And they had to have, and then also uh, one Saint Bernard used in the film died of bloat, oh. which is horrible. So. Um, and then the foam around the ma- mouth was egg whites and sugar. Yeah. And they were having issues of the dogs licking the concoction off. It was like a puppuccino. Yeah. And, <laughs> and actually, and this is true for a lot of films that have <clears throat> dogs in them, especially if the dogs are not supposed to be happy. Or like if you, you see a wolf in any like oh, fantasy yeah. films, yeah. the dog's tail is actually tied to its leg. And then later it's it's CGI'd or put into um, right. posts because the dogs are happy. So like... Yeah. Really, all this time that like these Saint Bernards are attacking the car, they're, they're just having, happy to be working. They're having a great time just, wagging their just, tails. They're glad they're making their SAG dues. <laughs> yeah, making their union. <laughs> Definitely, Beethoven helped <laughs> turn around the Saint Bernard. Yeah, and actually, this movie is a huge advocate and pusher of why everyone ended up getting rabies shots for their dogs. Oh. Like, it wasn't as it wasn't as like I mean that's good. It wasn't as like regulated back then. And yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, Mandated, but then after this movie, I think the fear set in of like why. So you're we saying actually... we just need a good like coronavirus? Movie. Those movies are out there. <laughs> like literally, we have been worried about a pandemic issue coming. I mean, yeah. I mean, those out- people outbreak. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outbreak. <laughs> yeah. That's a great movie that people should have learned from. I don't know, man. These people. These people. So then Tad as like, you know, this kid has no water. They're in this hot car. Just hot and milk. Tad starts having these seizures. Yeah. And Is that what they are? I thought seizures. they were like asthma attacks. No, or they're seizures, but he's he's also like not he's not even old enough to read his lines. So yeah. so he just he starts he's, having I mean for a kid actor he's pretty good. He's very good, pretty charming. Yeah. Too. So pretty much he's having these panic attacks and seizures, and then actually Tad actually bites Dee's finger. So in the scene where Yeah it, when she's trying to clear the airways. Yeah. yeah. Which uh which you don't do. Yeah. I've got <laughs> that this story It's like this movie was made for you. A this whole bit. story. Dogs yeah. stuck in a car. Yeah. And then a, this is a huge triggering moment for me <laughs> when she sticks his her finger in there. And even reading yeah, the book. Yeah, you use your wallet. Yeah. No, you don't use anything. Or like a belt. No. No. You gotta just, clear the airway. No, you so. don't. No, you don't. <laughs> PSA, just so you know, if someone's having a seizure, you roll them on their side and put a pillow in their head and just let them go. They bite Well, the only tongue. pillow they had was hot milk. <laughs> she didn't have any pillows. That scene bothers me so much. Even though it's a little kid, my finger hurt for it. Oh, I was like, man. no. Yeah, but you get you get phantom pains in that finger all the time anyways. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> um, I think this is around the time when she makes a move for the house. Right. Uh, but she gets attacked by Cujo. Like, he bites her leg. Right. And then she fights her way back into the car. Ted. Do- dog's in the car, too. And yeah, she, like, and then she- Pushes him out. Pushes him out. Tad has another freak out. Passes out. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then um, also in this scene... And she passes out there, Yeah, too. well, yeah. that's a lot of blood and pain. Yeah. And then, um, actually, a lot of mothers who saw Cujo when it came out gave Dee praises for the moment where she uh, hysterically, like, slaps or yells at Tad. Oh, yeah. Because, Shakes him a bunch. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, she's, like, freaking out and she can't get him to calm down. Yeah. And so a lot of mothers have said that, like, they've had that experience yeah. as well. Well, on top of it that... relatable. The loud noises trigger the dog yes so you got to get this kid to shut the hell up right right so that maybe i can make a run it's yeah honestly anytime a kid is screaming i too want to shake them and tell them to shut the fuck up right (laughs) yeah i mean yeah we've worked retail (laughs) (laughs) this is where the they're like the heat's getting to them and when she starts passing out the camera like spins around in the car and this is also when Vic decides to head home to leave the, the meeting. Yeah, he finally decides that, like, something else is wrong or he's worried that she's having an affair and he, he needs to get home and deal with it. So Vic leaves his conference yeah. and goes home early. His buddy actually goes with him to support him. And, um, and then he gets home and the house is trashed. Because Steve came. Steve came by to like- drop... Drop off or get more of shit. nookie. Right. Yeah. And, and, he, and then, but also, so in the book. What, this is what I was going to ask Yeah. About. In the book, when Steve shows up, there's a note, a note saying, take the car to Cambers. Yes. That he erases. So there's like some oh. kind of a message board or something. And he takes that note away. Hmm. And because he thinks it's meant for, because it's meant for Vic, I guess, or whoever would stop sure, by. Sure, sure. Um, Because he doesn't know Vic's out of town. Yeah. And so he erases it, and then then he decides to fucking trash the house, because he's portrayed more as, like, a crazy weirdo. Yeah, in the movie, he, like, like, you see his hand go across a bunch of knives, and you're like, what the... Like, were you going to kill her if she were here? Like, right. But he, he just, he's jealous, so he destroys their home. Right. Um, and then, so then Vic gets home, the house is trash, he calls, calls, the cops. calls the cops. One cop goes over to the Camber's house. Yes. And honestly, in the book, it was like, that cop was retiring in a couple days. Oh, they did the classic, like, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get out on the water with yeah. my boat. Just yeah, going to retire in two days. So then he shows up and then immediately gets attacked by Cujo, drops his gun, dies, and then but doesn't call in. So the next day, Vic is like, what did we hear? Right, and Vic's kind of putting these things together of, like, did Steve kidnap the family? If he did, like, why take the Pinto? Right. Because the car's missing. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Then, then, like, so then he started to notice that the Pinto's gone and they found Steve, and, the, and they're not with... The- we didn't talk about this, though. Cujo murdering a cop is a felony, and he is going to jail for that. He's going to go to jail, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to look good no. on his record at all. No. Yeah. So, uh, Vic starts to put it together that he needs to go to the Camber's house. So yes. So, he drives over. Right about this time is when um, Dee decides that she's just had it and has a chance to run out. Well, this is when Tad starts, like, completely shutting down oh right yeah and she's yeah. like i gotta go yeah i gotta do the he's thing. dying yeah this kid has not had water or food and just like, hot milk hot milk and then this <laughs> hot car this kid is dying yeah yeah for sure so she like finds the baseball bat and gets gets a couple wax well, she like goes for the house mm-hmm. gets cut off by the dog grabs the baseball bat just wallops this dog a yeah. few times and then it breaks and as the dog lunges at her she Stabs shanks him. it in yeah the With- chest or whatever right yeah. And then she goes back and gets Tad. Yeah. And... Breaks the window open yeah. with the 
butt of the gun. Yeah. I don't know why you just don't. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot. I don't know. Through. You don't know where that's going to Well, like the ricochet. passenger window. I don't know where it's going to Yeah, whatever. I thought the same thing. But yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Aim yeah. it so it goes through the window and out the, uh, yeah. the windshield. Yeah, and this is where the book and movie differ. Oh, so, this is where it changes. Yeah, so in the movie, she... Well, in the movie first, yeah. Yeah, in the movie, she takes Tad inside and is reviving him. CPR. CPR, cooling him down, it seems like, you know. Yeah. And then Cujo comes in and she shoots Cujo. Yes. And then shortly after that, Vic shows up. And Tad up. lives. And Tad lives. Yeah. And so- shortly after that, Vic shows up and... Which, same ending as Carrie. It's like a last-minute lunge right. <laughs> from right. the grave. Right. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, and then it ends on a freeze frame of Vic like joining the family. Right. Yeah. And they're a family again. Yes. Uh, in the book, she gets out, breaks the bat on Cujo, shuffles over to the gun, and as Cujo is on top of her, she shoots Cujo. Yeah. And as she goes back to the Pinto to wake up Tad, Tad is not awake. And so she pulls him into the shade, and as she's holding her dead child, talking to it, kind of, like, she's, she doesn't realize he's dead. Yeah. Vic shows up, the police show up, and um, he has to deal with the fact that, like, his son is dead and his wife is crazy. Hmm. And so that goes to, the, like, the, the supernatural tether that Cujo and Tad were having Weird. with the monster in his closet yeah. was that they were tethered in a way, and once... Once it's severed. Once it's severed, Tad died, too. Weird. Yeah. Huh. And then uh, this is the first movie that is... This is the first time that... King sets things in the town, Castle Rock. Yes. This yeah. is our first Castle Rock. Sure action. doesn't look like Maine. Nope. <laughs> sure doesn't. Sure looks like, uh, what California. is that? California. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I can see why, in a theatrical setting, why you keep the child alive. One, child death is horrible. And also, like, I just, I just. I mean, think- it sounds like the movie ending's better. I like that the kid died in the book. Yeah. You know? He's like his ballsy. Well, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't have taken your kid with you to get that stupid Pinto fixed. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, Cujo is ranked 58 on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie oh, yeah, Countdown. Yeah. Uh, Shudder's doing one of those now. Oh, cool. They're doing a new one. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Weekly episodes. And actually, Carpenter uh, was offered yeah. uh, the... The script of Cujo, and he turned and it down. And Firestarter. Oh yeah, and then he turned it down because um, he wasn't really didn't really like it. Yeah, wasn't into it. But then he took Christine on, and yes. they both came out the same year. Oh, Christine's way better. That's way better. <laughs> yeah, I love that the movie has this like just family love triangle dynamic, and like there's no threat. Like if you went in, like if I put it on and it was like. Yeah, we're watching this movie, and I didn't tell you the name yeah. of it. You wouldn't know that there's a killer dog until 45 minutes into the movie. Right. And right. I love that shit. Like, I actually timed it. It's literally 45 minutes into the movie is when the dog Finally kills. starts the show. Is when he comes out of the fog. Yeah. And the kid's like, I think something's wrong with Cujo. That's the first time you're like, something might be wrong. Right. And as Cujo gets worse, the kid, his owner, feels it too. And yes. so they ha- they actually end up coming home. And they pull into the driveway as the cops and everything is happening. Yeah. And so she learns her husband is dead. I think it's an okay movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I've never read the book. I actually just bought a copy of the book. I just bought Cujo on VHS at Ted Formats this oh, year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Fantastic. In uh, preparation for this episode. I don't own it. On, yeah, you do. On Blu-ray or DVD or anything. VHS, I think you do. I might have it on VHS. I think you have a VHS. But I'm not going to sit in that room to, <laughs> to watch it. I got the the 4K out here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think. I mean, I think D. Wallace does. You know, all the heavy lifting in that. Oh yeah, movie. yeah. Rightfully, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would I? I wouldn't rate. I'd probably rate this like a three point four. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, but I'm like right there. I like I enjoy it. I I like the writing of it. I enjoyed the book a lot. Um, yeah. It is pretty scary for my job that I have hanging out with dogs. <laughs> right. You know, it's a good reminder that the dogs can be feral and, and kill you, but also we don't have as many issues with rabies anymore. No. Since that was like one of your first kings, did it make you want to read more? Not really. It makes me not want to read more, but really? I will. I do want to do The Stand. That's a big one. I know. I can. I have... would say check out some of the uh, short stories. Yeah. Yeah. You can, mainly because I keep only finding The Stand read in German. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Hoopla's got like... Why? It in Spanish yeah. and, and the stand in German. German and it's all like, yeah. um, I will read more King. Um, the Shining is very different from, okay. from the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably that's probably one of our favorite. Yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost like cliched to like, hey, we're doing King Month. Let's just do the Shining. You know. Yeah. Um, I was going to read Dark Shadows. That was next on my, like, summer reading list, but yeah. I loaned it to a friend and they took it, so. Oh, gotcha. That's it. That's, That's the it. end of the King month here. Yeah. How do you feel after watching all these King films? That's fine. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot yeah. <laughs> of King adaptations. Like, I think there's literally over a hundred at this oh, wow. point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got, like, the Dollar Baby uh-huh. program, which is, I think I talked about it in a previous episode. Where, like, students who are making student films can purchase the rights to short stories to turn them into to films for only a dollar. But, like, you're not allowed to, you know, reap any any benefits from it. Right. So there's a ton of adaptations okay. of King. Interesting. Um, I don't know. King comes in phases. Mm-hmm. And we're in this weird moment where he's, like, really popular again. Yeah. Probably with, like, It coming back out. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, even and though it's not of, an adaptation, but Stranger Things is yeah pulling heavily from Stephen yeah, King. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of King films you can find streaming on different things now. Yeah, like yeah. HBO just put a bunch on. Netflix has a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's cool that there's um, there's waves mm-hmm. of King, so we get adaptations of like the same stories. Yeah, sometimes like there's multiple carries. I mean, Shining got a sequel with Doctor Sleep. Oh right, which right. is amazing. I was like, I haven't seen it. I've it's seen great. It. I saw it in theaters. I'm just seeing. Oh, have you seen the extended cut? No. It's like three hours long. Wow. It's okay. great. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I constantly think about the alternate universe where his wife didn't pull Carrie out of a trash can. Yeah. And like what the world would look like and what horror would look like if Stephen King didn't become such a success. Yeah. You know? Maybe people would have, like, discovered his short stories in, like, you know, the, like, men's magazines or mm-hmm. whatever. Kind of like what Lovecraft is like now. Right. Like, that guy was not 
such a big deal in his day. And right. then, then people found all the short stories and were like, wow, this guy's amazing. And yeah. Influenced everything. But oh, it's weird. It's yeah, weird that, that's a weird thought to think of the alternate a, universe. Where a, a woman pulling a manuscript out of a trash can yeah. has like changed everything. About a girl on her period. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have The Shining if, if she didn't do that. And it's kind of one of the most important yeah. horror novels ever written. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bizarre. Um... Did you learn anything new about Stephen King by doing this whole month? Um, like, was there anything that you like? I mean, not really, about? because i i've I've been mainlining the the King Cast yeah. podcast, so like, I feel like at this point, i I know everything I could okay. ever possibly yeah. know about Stephen King. I mean the the story I told in the in the Carrie episode was like, I mean, the host of the King Cast wrote that article in yeah. Fangoria, so like, like I'm I'm pretty much just getting all this info straight from from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Here. <laughs> um, it is cool seeing Joe Hill blow up, yeah, and and become kind of something similar to his dad because I've been reading his books since Heart Shaped Box, his second book. Mm-hmm. So like Black Phone was right. really good. Yeah, it's cool to start seeing him getting adaptations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about Sweet. you? What you got? Um, We're calling it? That's it. Alright, cool. (laughs) That's it. It's done. Thanks again for listening to Stephen King Month. We'll be back to our regularly... We're not going to be back to our regularly scheduled... October's coming up. That's like... It's like the Super Bowl around here. Um, so thanks for listening. Stick around for October. We got some big stuff planned for that. If you like what you're hearing, share the show with a, with a friend or a fan of horror films. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram at electric monster pod. You can follow myself on Instagram at aerosolpro, A-E-R-O-S-O-U-L-P-R-O. You can follow Carly at Miss Gitsy. Um... What else? Oh, I will be at the Skyline Drive-In October 7th and 8th down in Shelbyville, Indiana, if you're listening to this the day it's released. Uh, Check them out on Instagram at Skyline Drive-In for any more details on that, and I hope to see you guys there. Thanks for listening.